Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Faith has no fear. Do you know why it has no fear? Because, Charlie, the thing that his spirit is holding on to is so huge. He had no fear of Pharaoh's rage because he persisted in faith. Now, listen. When you start building faith for something, don't be too excited until two things I shared with you yesterday. Don't be too excited to think, Charlie, you have it already because perhaps what causes you to think you have it is actually believing. In the state of belief, it doesn't hold on the thing. Because it must mature to faith. We learned it. When it matures to faith, that is when the thing will hold on. Now, when the thing holds it, go and ask Abraham. Who told him what, what caused him to live? What caused them to move? Abel believed something. He believed something. He believed something. So when it was his turn to do it, I'm sure Adam told him a lot. Of course, Adam cannot have encounter with God all the while. You think when he was created, no, the following day, no, then he sinned. No, he had encounters in the garden. He had an amazing time in the garden, enjoyed the garden for a long time. He spoke to God. You know, we talk about the first dominion. You know, he enjoyed walking in the sea, jumping, doing all, talking to the trees, naming the animals and so on and so forth. Once the children come, he'll be telling them about his life, right? So it makes them have an idea of God. But Cain, even though he heard things of God, he didn't believe. He didn't believe. But Abel did. He believed. Okay. So the Bible says, holding faith's promise, Moses, what is faith's promise? Beyond. Moses abandoned Egypt and had no fear of Pharaoh's rage. No wonder he can walk to Pharaoh's palace I said, Pharaoh, you have no idea who Pharaoh is those times. He said, Pharaoh, God says, let my people go. And use the word, and go and worship me. When Pharaoh was so crazy about the gods of Egypt. But the Bible says that something helped him. Now we know. We know what gave him that boldness to go and stand in front of him. Faith. Faith in what? Faith that was beyond this world. Because what? He persisted persisted, persisted in faith as if he had seen God who is unseen. Hey. The faith was so real. 
that seeing God, I hope you know that the burning bush was not God himself. It was an angel. And I hope you know that the Ten Commandments was also given to him by an angel, not God. That's what the Bible says. He met an angel. The burning bush was an angel. Of course, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. You know. If the Bible says in God, you must get deeper to know who, who he's talking about. So it's the Holy Spirit, actually. But what I want to say is that the guy's faith became so deep and thick now the Bible says that it is as though he has seen God. So he's, it's like his faith has seen God. So you, you are nothing. So the reality of his boldness is in the, the strength of his faith. In who? In the God he had not seen. But the, the faith was so deep that like it looked like he has seen, the, he has seen God. Now remember, this was way before they came out of Egypt. Did his faith come to pass? Yes. After they brought them, now God began to face, speak to him face to face. The God that he had faith in, whom he had not seen, when he was going, <laughs> on the mount, God came 40 days with him. God, God, 40 days, 40 nights with him on, the, on one mount. Because the, the guy's faith, no wonder when everybody was dying at 75, he died at 120. There's something he saw beyond that the people didn't see. How can a man advise God and say that, hey God, you want to kill these people? Go ahead. But they will laugh at you. Stop, don't do that. Don't stop that. <laughs> and the Bible says, and God heeded and he repented. He said, Moses, I will not do that again. It takes faith. Today, we have faith. Yet, the way Moses spoke to God and walked with God, we don't walk with him like that. Even though we have God inside of us, with us, he's too far. What is keeping him nearer to us is our material request. Faith stirred. So we are seeing certain characters of faith. Faith moved. Faith motivated. Now you are seeing faith stir. Moses to do what? To perform the rite of Passover and sprinkle lamb's blood to prevent the destroyer from harming the firstborn. So, Charlie, that act that he said, go and kill the lamb, that was Jesus Christ. You see, the guy's faith went beyond this world, went ahead several years. He won't be there, but his faith went there. His faith actually, actually saw how Christ would die on the cross. His faith actually saw the blood of Jesus that will be, will be given. And when it is given, his faith saw how men will be free. Because the Israelites were not leaving Egypt until that last when the blood was offered. Of course, it has to be the blood for redemption. The guy was here. The same thing happened to Abraham. His faith caused him to go to Calvary. Several hundreds of, in fact, thousands of years before Jesus came. Where he was trying to kill Isaac was the very place Jesus was, was crucified. He didn't even know. But his faith took him to that ground. Exactly that same point. He even saw the Jesus that would die that 2,000, 3,000 years after him. He even saw him in the ticket. In fact, he even touched him and brought him out. In fact, he did address Reza of his sacrifice. 
You have no idea where your faith can take you. The reason why we don't see amazing faith today is because we are expressing faith in the boundaries of material pleasures. Let's exercise our faith. Release your faith. Father, I want that car. Father, I want that bed. Once you say, let's talk faith, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Take 100 Christians. 90 of them. Tell them, release faith. Let's speak positive, let's speak positive words. I'll never be broke. But faith is beyond that. What the Bible says, don't pray about. That's the things you pray about. The one he says pray about. That's the one you don't pray. You know, I've said it before. Once, once I'm in Christ, should I be poor? But the point is that once I'm in Christ, I can never be poor. I was born out of riches. And it's forever. Forever. Do you know why you say, you compare yourself, uh, do I be poor, can I be poor? Your faith, your mindset, that day you are doing a half it, I'm asking you, when was the day that you said, Lord, I have faith that as I am coming to heaven, Jesus will come for me himself. Can your faith hold that? You know we are going to have supper, right? With the Lord. Has your faith given you a seat close to the Lord? You see, it, it might look some way, but actually, these are the things God wants you to have faith in. Because he said, don't pray, don't pray for what you drink, what you eat. I'm telling you, because these people that our faith is bigger than, they didn't even do that. And I'm telling you, please, when you go home today, go and check your Bible. Who prayed for a husband and who prayed for a wife? And come and tell me. Isaac didn't ask for a wife. Oh. The Bible says Abraham saw that he, he had to get married and he sent forth. And even that marriage cry, it was a symbolism of our marriage with Christ. You, you see that thing? The Bible says through faith, Enoch was translated. Can you say by faith this year, I will have an encounter with Jesus. By faith this year, the Lord will come. You know, these are the things you can. And as he <laughs> Faith opened the way for the Hebrews to cross the Red Sea as if on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to cross, they were swallowed up and drowned. Okay. Go on. Faith pulled down Jericho's walls after the people marched around for seven days. Faith provided a way of escape for Rahab, the prostitute, avoiding the destruction of the unbelievers because she received the Hebrew spies in peace. Oh, Andy, I'll talk to you about, about Rahab. She was a prostitute, but she encountered Christ. She encountered Christ in those days. <laughs> Do you know where her house was? You know, her house was actually in the in the wall. So if they are breaking into, they are breaking her house. <laughs> but the Bible says that when they were coming, she dropped down a red cloth down the window. And so when the Israelites saw the red cloth, he said, don't touch this place. And anybody in there. 
That's how Rahab was saved. The blood of Jesus. She got in touch with the blood. Her faith, she was the prostitute, but her faith caught the blood. Yet, this same Israelite who went to spy, they didn't even believe Canaan. But that prostitute, her heart caught. That's how come she hit the people. And Joshua said, as we come back the next time, do this. Joshua didn't even know what he was saying. This woman got in touch with the blood of Jesus. And so she was saved. Of course, whoever comes in contact with the blood of Jesus is saved. She and his household, all of them were saved. He said, don't touch, don't, he said, don't touch anyone in this house and his family, the blood. And that was an act of faith. Why? It went beyond the prostitution and, and the lifestyle and hinged on Christ who was yet to come. So today you cannot read the book of faith and not read about Rahab. And the, God was emphatic to her Rahab the prostitute. So you choose one. You choose her faith or you choose her prostitution. Look at it. When we come into the land, you must leave this scarlet rope, red, scarlet mean red. This red rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, your father, mother, brother, and all your relatives must be here inside the house. If they are inside the house and the blood is there, every one of them is saved. So when the Bible speaks of the faith of Rahab, this is it. She, she had an encounter with, with the blood of Jesus. In fact, if I want to talk about the color red, you know it's the holiness of God. Forget about the humanity because Jesus had not come yet. Red stands for the holiness of God. The Bible says that it weighs down what was like fire. Red speaks of his holiness. So the holiness of God was hanging on the windows of the house. Now, the people in the house there, whether they were good people, they were madras, or they were prostitutes, or they were whatever, whoever they were, because of just that red rope, every one of them was saved. And that was done by faith. You know why? Even when she was given the instruction, she could have decided not to do it. But something in her told her to do that. And when she did it, she and her family were saved. She said, if they got out into the streets and are killed, it will not be our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on people inside this house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. Alright. Faith provided a way of escape for Rahab, the prostitute, avoiding the distractions of the unbelievers. Hmm. Because she received the Hebrew spies in peace. Alright. Then he said, and what more could I say to convince you? That means he was telling to people, he was talking to people who didn't believe. For there is not enough time to tell you of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Now when these people are mentioned, God talks, everything you see that they did, God summarizes everything in one thing called faith. This life you are living on earth. When you live this whole life at the end of the day and you enter into glory, when God is talking about you, will he describe you as a man of faith? That's the whole point. Remember, it is faith that pleases him. Alright. Through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith 
fastened on their promises and pulled them into reality. Charlie, the thing, in fact, the Holy Ghost didn't come in their time. Jesus didn't come in their time. But they pulled that reality, that hope, into reality and they were living life as though the thing has come. It was faith that shut the mouth of lions. Put out the power of raging fire. Faith quenched fire. And caused many to escape certain death by sword. So look, we read before, some decided to die by faith. Others also decided to escape by faith. When I saw that, I laughed. I said, oh, how you use faith depends on you. Now remember, I'm talking to you about what? The workability of faith. How faith works differently in the lives of people. Although weak, their faith imparted power to make them strong. Faith sparked courage within them and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into battle array. So you can see a small number of God's people going to war and they know they will win. Why? We never knew, but the Bible is telling us their mindset, as they are going to war, they know that they are warrior angels. Hey, look at Elisha and his uh, mama, 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 and his servant. He woke up at dawn and saw the enemies around him. Their house. Elisha was sleeping. The guy had no faith. Now, there were two armies that were there. One was unseen. One was seen. There were two people in the room. One was hinged to the scene. One was hinged to the unseen. The one who saw the scene, fear came. The one who saw the unseen was resting. Courage. So he had to impart this one with what he sees. So he said, God, please open the eyes of this man that he may see them or those that are with us. What do you see? Many of the things you fear are because you look in the natural. Yes, it is true that the enemies are surrounded us. But when I look behind the enemies, I see the real soldiers. So the problem is what you are not seeing behind. And when God opens his eyes, the Bible says that he saw the chariots of heaven. So I'm telling you that there were two kinds of soldiers. One was natural. You can see them. They look like Charlie. They are champions. But right behind those ones were the true warriors. Now, where your eyes can see is how encouraged you are, courageous you are, or fearful you are, or doubtful you are. Yeah, if you look within the scope of this world, you will be afraid. You will give up quickly. But if you can allow your the faith to move you to see a little beyond, you will be so strengthened that whatever is within the, the corridors of this world, they mean nothing to you. How can Elijah be sleeping? You know, in those times, the soldiers were wild. Oh. Okay, look at it. He said, 
when the servants of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, look at the troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Hey, oh, sir, what will we do now? What was he seeing? Troops, chariots, horses. So what? These things, when he sees in this locality, it means trouble. It means death. It means we are finished. Correct? Live in this world as a pilgrim. You will not be afraid of things in this world. Alright. Don't be afraid. That's his comment, Elijah. For there are more on our side than on their side. So he was seeing something. He was also seeing something. What he saw brought fear. What he saw brought encouragement. So he imparted his encouragement unto him. And said, don't be afraid. Then Elijah prayed, oh Lord, open his eyes. Was the guy blind? The Bible says, the Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha, around? Elisha. Around? Elisha. Because Elisha believed, the entourage came for him, not him. So that day, if, no, I'm telling you, that's the reason why two Christians can have accidents, one will die, one will live. Don't me see the Bible. He just, he just told you something. The man saw that the whole city had been what? Surrounded. That's what the guy saw. Okay. But when his eyes was open, he saw many more warrior angels in chariots and so on and so forth who were surrounding Elijah. So that day, if somebody was going to die, definitely not Elijah. Your faith brings you protection. I'm not missing words. You are just reading it. Then Elisha prayed, Oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha. Why did he say the hillside around them? Because what he saw was what was happening for him. With horses and chariots of fire. These ones have chariots, but they were earthly chariots. But the real chariots, they had fire. So let's live here. See, although weak, their faith imparted to make them strong. Faith sparked courage within them and they became mighty warriors in battle. Pulling armies. That's where we go to. Pulling armies from another realm. Tell you, you hear that the armed robbers are in the area. The question is, are you afraid of the armed robbers in the area or you are looking towards the unseen warriors that are with you? You see, the first spiritual thing you do when bad things happen speaks of your faith that exists before. When you hear that somebody has been arrested or somebody has been taken away or somebody whatever, will you cry? Or you start praying? Will you get shaken? Or you start praying? What will move you? For some, faith moves them. When faith moves you, you know as I pray, angels will handle the matter. But many a time, you cry, you show fear, 
worry. Then the fourth thing you do is now pray in fear or pray in worry or pray in fear. The first thing you do is not prayer. It's not prayer. It means that your faith is not in this kind of supernatural things. So I'm saying that the first thing you do or you are pushed to do when bad things happen determines what kind of faith has been sitting in your heart all this while. Imagine you are in church right now and you, you get a call, God forbid, that your mother has fallen and has been rushed to the hospital. What is the first thing you do? Hey, hey, that shouldn't be the first thing. I'm telling you, the first thing you do, and many a time, when you miss the first one, you cannot continue. When you miss the first faith, you must depend on other people's faith. I'm telling you by experience. When you miss the first faith, you hear a story that, you know, something happened to a rude person of yours or somebody that's related to you. The first thing you do is marako, pa, 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 pa. Why? Because you believe that as you pray, you can change the situation. But many years, it's not like that. It's not like that. You have the power to change things. But your first response is no faith. I'm telling you. You think you have faith, eh? You think you have faith until something drastic. Sometimes when the situation is not so bad, you play around with confidence, Kakra. But when the thing is severe, you realize that your first instinct is not prayer. Your first, in fact, prayer in all things must be the first thing that comes out. Speak in other tongues. Why? The Bible says that he that speaketh in another tongue, that means you didn't believe. Speaketh not to men, but to God. And the Bible says, well, for no man understand him. How be it in the spirit? He's speaking mysteries. Something has happened, I don't understand. But when I speak in tongues, I'll begin to speak mysteries about the thing. Don't take things for granted. Okay. Faith-filled women. Uh-huh. You women, listen. Faith-filled women saw their dead children raised in resurrection power. Hey! The Bible is saying there were some women whose children died. And they said, no! I cannot allow my child to go. They believe that the child will come back. They believe the child will come back. And indeed, the children came back. Hey! They saw their dead come back to life. Build your faith now. Before perhaps your child dies. Because you, you might let him go. You might let him go. Say, God give it, God take it. That scripture is not for you. When I saw this, I said, wow. Remember, he didn't say child. He said children. Faith-filled, not just normal women. Don't be a woman who, who is only beautiful, dressing here and there, and talking plenty. And that. Don't be that. Be a faith-filled woman. Faith-filled woman. Gentlemen, marry faith-filled women. I'm telling you. Faith-filled women, they saw, they saw, they saw their dead children. They, they were not told, oh, Jesus was not there for them. They themselves, they saw their dead children come back to life. Raising their dead is not a joke, it's not child's play. It demands certain kinds of faith. So these women, they were exceptional. It's not child's play, it's not headache. It's not stomach pain. You are calling a spirit that has vacated this world into different worlds and by authority pulling the spirit back. You think it's a joke? No, sir. Yet, it was faith that enabled others 
to endure great atrocities. Some people to Italy, the pain was too much, but they had faith to contain. He said, beat me as, as much as you can. He said, spit on me as much as you can. Do whatever by faith they stood. Oh Lord, why are you doing this to me? Sometimes you have to have faith. You must have faith for what you go through. You won't die. God will record your name in his book. They were stretched. Look at it. They were stretched out on the wheel and tortured and didn't deny their faith in order to be freed. You know what it means? They were stretched. He was talking about these um, disciples and everything. Those who were stretched on the put on the ground. Those who died by fire. Uh, those who died by salt, etc. As they were being beaten, as they were being stretched, they didn't say, "Please, we beg." They were singing songs of glory that we are dying in faith. We perish, we perish for Christ. Paul says, "If I live, I live for you. If I die, I die for you." Some of us we can't go through. Can't go through. Because they longed for a more honorable and glorious resurrection. So if they beg you, they will not encounter that glorious thing. So like that, Paul. I was watching one Paul's movie when he was about to die, and Timothy was there, and he said, Timothy, Timothy, I'm going to see the face of my master. When the disciples, when the soldiers came, they came to stand behind him. And then he was quoting that scripture. He said, I've run the race, I've finished the, you know. And then he turned, and then they bound him, and then he was smiling. He was going to die. He's smiling. When he went, you know, like the two. If we're asked, we will do, oh, please, I beg you, oh, have mercy. Because naturally, the natural man is afraid of death. But the supernatural man sees death as, not as an escape, as an entry to glorification. You know what Paul did? He, he came there and just did this. Closed his eyes and smiled. Why? His mind was not on the sword. His mind was on Christ. That was about to me. Immediately they cut him, Christ is there. And yes, a man of God had an encounter to heaven and Jesus met him and said, of all the men upon the earth, I have never worked with a man set like Paul. Christ was his focus. That's why I kept telling you. Come to church. Not because of me. Not because of the fellow sitting. Come to church. Fix your gaze on Christ. He's the reason. Even if you come and this building is not there and we will sit out there in the sun you endure the sun not because you are a fool. Because where Christ is, you are. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Others were mocked and experienced the most severe beatings with whips. They were in chains and imprisoned. Look at it. Some of these faith champions were brutally killed. By stoning. Think about it. Let's stop there. Stoning. Stoning. So you stand like this. Boom. And these men that are stoning you are stoning you out of rage. Stone. Stone. Oh. How soon can stone kill you? Send away. We just stop. And imagine. Has anybody stoned you before? Oh, that's small stone. These are stones meant to kill you. If God should reveal to you how Stephen endured stones, 
If God revealed to you how James was clapped, you realize that where you are putting your faith is child's play. And they endured it. They loved it. Why? There was glory ahead of them. Today, when you are suffering small about telling things, like you give up, you don't go to church again, you won't do this, you won't do that. Obi the blogger body. Look at it. These lived in faith as they went about wearing goat skin and sheep skin for clothing. That means, Charlie, life in your menu so I dare what my dream know. Do you know goat skin? When it gets dry, it cuts them. Like the camel skin. So John the Baptist was really suffering. And Elijah, when it gets dry, really dry from the inside, it cuts them. So after some time, they go into the water to get it cooled down and moisten a bit. When I read it, I said, wow, then this guy suffered. But they didn't care. Their faith was more richer than anything. The Bible says that they lost everything they possessed. Did you hear that? They endured great affliction and they were cruelly mistreated. So some of the things you might be going through today, God is just telling you to have faith in these things. It won't kill you. It will give you good report. They wandered on the earth living in desert wilderness in caves on barren mountains. Look at where they were living. Some of us, we are preaching like today's the last day. I'm telling you. Because when we enter into glory, all these things that we say, you will wish, ah, ah, ah. Look at it. They wandered on the earth, Charlie, on barren mountains and in holes and in, and, and in the earth. Truly, the world was not even worthy of them. Not even worthy of them. Not realizing who they were. Charlie, the guys were so full of faith and the world couldn't recognize them. Do you know why Enoch, God told me several years ago, Enoch was like an apostle. Moses was like an apostle. The guy worked with God so much eh, that the earth couldn't contain him. Death ran away from him. So the earth was too much for him. So God had to take him away. Anytime I remember when the Lord said this to me, and I remember as who are in Christ, who are full of God's fullness, and yet, even the clouds are against you. They were true heroes commended for their faith. Yet, they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised them. So the thing that was promised, they didn't receive all. They didn't get it all, but they walked in the faith. You, you haven't received the thing you are looking for, no, you have, you have given up. Now, the last one. Then he said, but now, God has invited us as you and I, to live in something better than what they had. So you can never see that which is better than this until you go and look at this. That's what I made us go through. Now that you have seen that, now look at yours. God has called you into something that is better than this. Faith what? Fullness. Which means they had faith, but it wasn't full. But that faith that wasn't full, look at what it accomplished. And you that have the faith that is full, what have you accomplished? Sometimes it's like they are the born again. No wonder you say, Charlie, if I were Elijah, if, that's why you are praying for Elijah's grace. This is so that they could be brought, they, these faith people, they could be brought to what? Finished perfection. 
alongside with us. So God is expecting us to live a kind of faith that we pull these guys along. We make them perfect, not they. Yet, you wish you were like Rahab. You wish you were like Enoch. You wish you were like this. Enoch had resurrection. Were you not born out of resurrection? You know why? You are not conscious of resurrection. Enoch was conscious of resurrection. When you are conscious of resurrection, something happens to your body, your flesh. Death leaves your body. Death left his body. He cheated death. Cheated death. Elijah, Jesus, Enoch. If I say Jesus didn't die, he didn't die, but he died. The first death was for but the proper one was when he came back to life. You must understand the two. That's how we saw him levitate. All of them were raptured. They and so there have been three raptures. We are going to have the fourth because we are the fourth. You understand? Yeah, we are the partakers of the divine nature, the fourth. So we are going to receive the fourth re- resurrection. Before then, the rest later who will receive. But we are going to be raptured. When you listen to God's word every day and you believe, you believe. You know what happens to your flesh? Death leaves your flesh. Because life, life, more life, more life, it, it displaces death. Now, sicknesses, the rate of sickness in your life begins to go down. Because death is leaving your body. Meanwhile, Satan will tell you, stay at home. Don't listen to God's word. Don't pray. He causes you to do. So your body is so full of, you are praying every time, but you are sick every time. Meanwhile, these people whose faith were far full, they were walking in wonders. You can't pray for common stomach pain to live. Yet people are raising dead. Meanwhile, God is saying he has called you into proper faith. That woman that raised the dead, her faith is still not perfect though. Her faith is waiting for yours to pull alongside. But the point is, me, hey, which faith are you showing? The guy is raising dead. What have you raised? You should be raising animals. When you are passing by, you see a cockroach there. Say the name of come. On. Is it difficult to raise a cockroach? Practice. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny. Daniel Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.